rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of The Song Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton, and uh, we have a special listener request uh, for this evening. And this is a gentleman that uh, has been on my interview bucket list for a number of years. Uh, Our guest for tonight is Conrad Wirt, better known as Possessed by Paul James. How are you, sir? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's an honor to have you on the show. Hey, igualmente. Thanks. I mean, we appreciate the call. We appreciate the uh, opportunity to share. Well, uh, we had a, one of our listeners, uh, Brooklyn, Hel- Brooklyn Hellbilly, um, asked to have, uh-huh. to have you on the show, and the song that she picked to, to, for you to talk about was uh, Color of My Bloody Nose from Feed the Family uh-huh. in September of 2010. So I, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, you know, how, how long ago did you write this song? Uh, that song was originally released uh, on an underground show in 2006, uh, a label pressed the LP out of Gorgonzola, Italy. Oh, wow. And so I, I'd written that song in 2005, and the style it was recorded in back then was real. I was, I think I was much more into the punk scene then, so mm-hmm. it was a lot more rageful. Sure. Um, we made it more, um, I'd say more of a folk ballad, if you will, on Feed the Family. And personally, I like the, I like the style we did it. And feed the family. So it's a it's a fairly old song. I mean, geez, if I wrote it back in two thousand five, that's a decade old song. Right. That's crazy. That's ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, and one of the things that I noticed about the song um, is, you know, it is obviously it's a very dark song. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I know that you had mentioned, you know, how it had a kind of a punk feel originally. What yeah. ki- what kind of uh, what's the story behind how, how you came about writing the song? Sure, uh, I think. And this is going to be unique to any any writer um, in terms of how they go through a process. I know for me, since my memory is a horrible thing, I don't have a I don't have a, a very good memory of anything. <laughs> Jenny, my wife, will tell me of things we've done. I'm like, what are you talking? We when did we do that? <laughs> so, in the in the, in the style of writing, I I think my process is is picking pieces and patching images together from a very, just varied experiences, either from other people's lives or from my own life. And it comes out into a story form or it comes into a song. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive. The intent of that song was reflecting a situation I had in high school where a friend, uh, came really close to the end and they called me in the circumstances when it was, it was looking pretty bleak. And, uh, I remember having a vivid conversation with them on the, on the phone about, um, you know, don't, don't do that one last thing that's going to make everything disappear. Right. I remember going over to their house and making sure that they were responsive. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we had to call EMT because I, I, I think a, a crew of us, you know, Grand, this was back in 1992, 1993. Um, a crew of us were, were able to, uh, get a hold of the situation before something you know very very serious occurred. I know that's definitely one of the foundations of that song, and then I know another of the found like another a- aspect of that song is this the journey of a relationship of being in a relationship, um, and not just the relationship I have with Jenny, but just varied relationships with people, sure. whether platonic or romantic, whether they're family or uh, just close friends. Um, 
there's always a presence that I recognize in any loving relationship with those moments of just you're you're uh, infuriated with the other person. You're just really frustrated with the other person, and you got to express it in some way. Sure. So that's that that's kind of the that's kind of the beginnings of that uh, reference point. And, and as I'm talking to you, my my four year old is pulling my pinky and wanting me to play Legos. <laughs> One second, hey Kai, I got I'm talking to my friend Blake. Makes sense. Go it's, ahead. It's hard to pass up Legos anyway. <laughs> I know, man. I'm a Lego fiend, so I totally understand. So I'm, um, you know. So, go ahead. So obviously, you know, there is some uh, real life experience, but that also does, like you said, there's some. It's a metaf- It's got a metaphor in it as well. Yeah. Oh, completely. Um, I think the I think the vivid the vivid imagery is just the color of writing. You know, I, I don't think there's anything I write specifically that is verbatim. Sure. You know, like if I met a guy named Jim and his pants were black and he had, um, if he had a unibrow, you know, I, I wouldn't write anything specifically like there was a guy named Jim, his pants were black, he had a unibrow. Right. Like that's not, I'm not that type of writer. I'll, I'll take elements of those experiences and put them into a story format generally where they can encompass more than just one perspective. Sure. Like I, I like writing where it, in, where it envelops a variety of people. And that song, I'm amazed on how long that song has been requested. Wow. Um, and that song gets requested by gutter punks, by hillbillies, by bluegrass boys, by, um, what's the term we use now? Hipsters, you, you know, go. by hippies, by, by, I remember one time a 48 year old lady who looked like she could have been in real estate asked for that song. Huh. And so it's a song that seems to touch people in a very broad way. And that is, that is the intent, I think, of any writer, that you really want to um, have almost a universal message in sure. a lot of ways. Sure. You know, and, and, and having a song, and having so many people request that song, um, you know, for, for you as a songwriter, is that, is that ultimately, you know, what you want to have is to have people enjoy your songs, obviously, but has anybody, like, came up and said, hey, there's a specific story to this that I've, you know, experience because of this song? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take a more serious tone um, because we're, in, and I'm, I'm in proximity, seven-year-old, my four-year-old, so I, I'd like to be more open, but I'm afraid that our signal will be lost since we're in the badlands of Montana right now. Um, but uh, it'll, it'll carry a heavier tone, generally more with the element of, um, you know, I'm going to whisper this, suicide. Uh, and... Uh, and I told I can relate to that in so many aspects, just from life's journeys and self experiences and experiences with family and friends. Someone will ultimately come up, and this happens. You know, when I say regularly, I'd say if we're playing, if we're playing thirty shows, of those thirty shows, at least we'll have three to four, maybe even five conversations on how that was the context of how that person took the song. Wow, and. Either someone, um, a close friend of theirs, uh, suffered that fate, or a family member suffered that fate, or they themselves were going through that journey, and um, it's 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 a it's a cathartic song. I think uh, it, you, you, you can't really you can't really take away the amount of love that you have in a situation, even though you're feeling so desperate. Right. I mean, all, all of that passion, whether we don't want to say is love, comes from a sense of love. All of that um, need to express oneself but not feeling you can 
And when you can't, when you can't express it, it falls back onto you. And then you start to feel desperate. Then you start to feel at a loss and you feel there's no opportunity. So I, I equate those, those high, high emotions of love to the exact same emotion that can bring us down to that pit. Right. Um, as a songwriter, yeah, Blake, I mean, uh, I th- I, from my perspective, what I love every night is if, if our friends and our crew and our family and our, 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 it's weird to say fans, but the people that come to listen to the show, they come out and they know those songs verbatim and they're chanting those songs and they're, I'd rather have someone request a whole set list than me create a set list right. <laughs> because then, you know, Hey, we're in this 50, 50 right. and this has meaning to them as much meaning it is for me when I'm trying to write it, you know, it's cathartic for me to write it. So yeah, man. So from, from a technical aspect, um, like what are the the main chords of that song? Cause I, I know there's, you know, everybody's got the, that guitar geek that listens that wants to, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a easy, it's a easy, I, I'm not a technical guitar player in any way. I'm not, very technical musician to be quite honest you can capo that song out within your range um it's a c to uh an e uh, an e major yeah it's a c to an e major to a uh, a minor to a barred f yep I that's, was, that's pretty much the progression i was just and talking, then um oops. go ahead i was just talking to, to ray vietti from the harm brothers and and we came up with the conclusion that that just like life, every song ends in F. <laughs> it all goes back to yeah. F. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And those guys are terrific. They're dear friends, and they're a fantastic, uh, fantastic band. So, what? How has your writing style changed? In you know, you know, like you said, that's about ten years ago. How how do you feel your right. writing, writing style has changed? That's a wonderful question. I, you know, we're in the process now of trying to create yet another record. Uh, since there will be nights when I'm lonely, and during there will be nights when I'm lonely, there was a lot of um, crossroads, especially since our children were just very, very young. Jenny and I were building sort of a five-year plan. You know, now the boys are seven and four. Um, you know, I, I think anyone would agree when you have children, it changes the entire game plan. Uh, ultimately, it's going to change your perspective on everything, even right. though um, you don't always want it to. You you want to stay rooted with who you are, but you have less control with who you are when children come into the play. And it's a fantastic journey. It's just a trip that you're not as in control as you've been for the past 20-odd or 30-odd years. Right. Um, but now with the perspective of the boys, um, do I feel I'm a little tamer? Maybe. Do I feel I'm a little bit more focused on messages of love and peace and um, trying to be uplifting to the point of picking up a banjo and saying this this machine is there to fight hate and this machine is there to fight war. Um, I think my experiences more within the classroom and some of the successes we've had in the classroom have had uh, a large experience to our writing style. Um, you know, artists like Pete Seeger and folk artists that I've kind of stayed away from because sometimes folk isn't the coolest thing to do. Right. You know, sometimes folk seems a little trivial or Peter, Paulie, you know, Mary kind of <laughs> right. style. Now, now, you know, I'm almost 40 and I feel like if I fit into any realm as a musician, I, I fit into a realm that's very comfortable with where our life is at. Uh, and there's a message that I want to share. And that message is of something positive. Right. Um, now, can that positive still be, written in somewhat of a, what would be considered an ugly or darker tone? Sure it can. And I think sometimes that's the most powerful message. Um, we always kind of have a catchphrase that say, you know, what are you going to do when it breaks? Um, 
when it's broken, sometimes when it's broken, it can be the most powerful thing to influence. Right. You know? And, um, I, I, I think punk will always be an influence, especially the, the creative writing styles and the way we express it. But, um, with what we're trying to convey to our listeners, uh, yeah, that's definitely changed just with being a father and getting older. Sure. And, you know, did you, is that where your, um, your roots and your, as a musician came in was in punk? Did you do it? Did you start in punk bands or? Oh, not at all. No, not at all. See, I, yeah. Yeah. In, in a lot of things, um, I'm, I'm just a late bloomer. Uh, and for whatever reason, it's just, it's just the way it is. I, I didn't get to expose to a lot of secular music until I left home. Um, I didn't get exposed to a lot of really great punk music and reading books like Please Kill Me uh, till, geez, my mid-20s, mid-late 20s. Um, I didn't hear a Melvin's album until I was like 29. Uh, didn't hear the Stooges until I was probably 28. You know what I mean? So I, And that that is just around the time this show started. Gordo Conrad, no wait, Doc Paul James versus Gordo Conrad. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how we started the show in 2000, late 2005, early 2006. And, um, you know, I better late than never. Right. Uh, but no, my initial music was always within the church setting, always within the church setting is how I first started with music. So, you know, um, you're obviously, you know, like you said, you're the, the style of writing and the message that you're sending out is as you've become a father and as you've gotten older is a more positive and not that this was a negative, but you know, a, a more uplifting. Um, what do you, what do you, what would you say to your kids when they get to be 15 or 16 years old and, and, and yeah. hear feed the family as an album and then hear this song? How, how do you, sure. how do you translate that as a parent? Cause I, I, I have an 18 year old and I have a, a, one that's turning 10 this weekend you know, that obviously uh-huh. that becomes very relevant as they get older and in school. Oh, yeah. Um, do you, how do you, how would, how do you, how would you handle that situation? Yeah, that's a great, that's a beautiful question. And as you're telling this to me, my four year old is, is wanting me to build a, uh, what do you want me to build? A triceratops. Cause we're in this, uh, state park in Montana that has all these, uh, fossils. Hey, as soon oh, as I get done with this phone call, I'm building that sucker. But give me ten minutes. I love you. Um, I'm real. I'm real honest with my boys. Uh, you know, I, I think I don't think Jenny and I are guarded. You know, we we like to use appropriate language and we like to use appropriate problem solving skills. We don't like to get into heated conflicts with crazy people on the street because we want to try to demonstrate appropriate interactions with people. And so a song like that comes on the radio, <laughs> radio, and my 15 year old hears it and he looks at me. Is that a game changer? All I can say is quite possibly. Yeah. Um, but I think the best way for me to explain it is the way that you and I are talking about it. And I, I'd say it like this. Son, you know how much you love your daddy? And probably he'd say, yeah, I love you, man. And, I mean, hopefully we're, we still have that relationship when he's 15. Sure. It's like, but you know when I sometimes drive you crazy because I say, okay, you got you to gotta stand up straight. Or you got to clean up your dirty underwear in the bathroom. Or you got to make sure you eat all your vegetables. Or you got to do the chores with the laundry. He's like, yeah. I was like, does that piss you off? And he'll probably say, he'll probably say, yeah, that pisses me off. Right. I was like, well, do you ever feel like cussing at me or really getting angry at me? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he probably will say that easily. I'm sure he'll say that sure. when he's 15. And I'm like, well, does that mean you don't love me? And of course, he'll hopefully, once again, he'll say, oh, of course I love you, Dad. I think that's what's important to remember. I mean, we shouldn't say horrible things to one another. We shouldn't treat each other like dirt. 
but ultimately every relationship I've had, I have, I've done that. Right. I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the best people. I know there's areas in my life I've got to grow just like everybody else, but we've got to, we've got to be willing to also understand how much we love one another and accept the fact that we're going to hurt each other sometimes brutally, but hopefully we can forgive one another and rebuild relationships and carry on, you know, and no, I always will love you, but fuck you. Right. You know, you know and, and, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just to say, you know, for those relationships that matter the most to us, whether, you know, whatever relationship, family or, or, uh, a partner, um, I will. you're, you're, you, if you love them that much, you, you have to get mad at them sometimes. I mean, because otherwise, you're, the amount of love that you have is what makes you ultimately, you know, be that passionate to where you would get that mad. <laughs> I, t- I I totally agree. Um, well, and I, I don't I don't want to cut this short. No, you're fine. And I, I, we can continue we can continue talking more tomorrow if you'd like. I'm happy to do it. Um, but uh, the the tolerance of my four year old is no. slim, and I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the no, best. No, you're I can. you're fine. Why don't you real quick? Yeah. Why, why don't you just plug where folks can go to get? Uh, there will be nights when I'm lonely, and uh, also I'll feed sure. the family. Yeah, if, if if you'd like to check out this music and also this project we're doing called When It Breaks, uh, which is a kind of a pseudo year long documentary. Uh, working with Milk Products Media out of Chicago, uh, when it breaks is about the question: What are we doing in special education? Um, you know, are we are we really helping special education in the classroom setting? Or are we hindering it? You know, I've been a teacher in the nonprofit sectors for over 15 years, and this is the first year I'm taking a year off to not only ask this question but to play music full time. So you can go on ppjrecords.com to check out that information, and if you have anything to share about. Any of the things we've talked about, feel free to drop an email. There's an email there as well. Awesome. Well, um, Conrad, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, oh yeah. And I, I, I do apologize for taking time, you know, away from the family. No, no. But, but uh, not at all. It's, it's all a better time, but there never, there never is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's never a good time. Well, thank you very much, and 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 we'll be in touch yeah. soon. Take care of yourself. Hey, thanks so much, and y'all take care. Remains were all around from which you tore and tore. And in your hand, the razor, oh, the skin and blood in the blade. What was I to do? Oh, but run, man, run. Well, I was so afraid. Oh, baby, fuck you. Well, darling, fuck you. What else was I to do? But know that I'll, I'll always still love you And I'll sit here, old darling, just to hold you And I'll feel your final breath As your lips, they taste of death And you've left me, oh, in this mess 
Sometime in the morning Oh, you're naked, bald, and you're cold Well, they threw you out in a garbage bag While the trash man, he took your soul Now your toilet is all your tombstone And your blood became a muse Well, what's the point in fighting When we know we're bound to Baby, fuck you Well, darling, fuck you Well, heaven, fuck you What else was I to do? Oh, we know that I'll always still love you And I'll sit here, oh, darling, just to hold you And I'll feel your final breath As your lips, they taste of death Here in purgatory Like searching for Godot Well, your toes are painted ruby red Oh, the color of my bloody nose And I'm crying out Which way do I turn? Is it back or up ahead? Well, damn this life I've wasted With one kiss I took her breath Oh, baby, fuck you Well, darling, fuck you Well, heaven, fuck you What else was I to do? Oh, we know that Well, I'll always still love you And I'll sit here, oh, darling, just to hold you And I'll feel your final breath As your lips they taste of death and you've left me all alone in this mess well baby fuck you Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try a free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.